0: Okay, hello and welcome everybody from Midkent College. Um, I am here joined today by Wade and Julia from our HR department, and they're gonna add their perspective to our podcast series, exploring the pilot inspection um, that we had at the beginning, well, when was it guys? It feels like ages ago now.
1: Yeah, it feels like a long time ago. Somewhere at the spring, in spring.
0: Um, so we're going to put a HR spin or perspective on this. So I'm going to let both of these guys just introduce themselves and perhaps tell tell Hen College, the wider uh, population, a little bit about each of you and, and what you're kind of responsible for. And then we'll jump in with our first question.
1: So I'm Julia Thompson. I'm the director of people, being at the college, coming up for my second year anniversary uh, in October this month. And so I look after the HR business partners and the shared service between the college and MKC training at the Barracks. Um, Also within that remit comes our learning and development and our payroll as well.
0: Fabulous, thank you very much. Julia. Uh,
2: I'm Wade Herring, I'm the Deputy Director of People and I am responsible for um, a portfolio of staff, supporting the portfolio of staff at the college. As well as I'm also the line manager for the shared services team leader, our business partner at MKC Training, um, and one of our assistant HR business partners.
0: Thank I've been at the college much.
2: for nearly five years now.
0: Ah, ditto. I was it was my five-year anniversary <laughs> in the summer. way, so I'm a bit behind you on that. <laughs> (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to jump in with the first question. So I think most curriculum staff um, will know that in a run-up to an Ofsted inspection, they have a kind of 72-hour department plan of things that they might need to get checked and just ensure they've got in place. So I think it'd be really interesting for um, everybody just to start there really and see what the difference is, perhaps what they would be used to in their 72-hour plan versus what kind of HR get involved in. Um, or what that looks like for you guys in the run-up to an inspection.
1: Sure. So uh, for us, it's about making sure that uh, the leaders across the college, but also the Ofsted inspectors, know our staff cohort a little bit better. So we will make sure that we've got a list of anyone who's absent at the time um, to make sure that everyone knows we've got to cover their classes, but also the Ofsted inspectors aren't expecting to go and see somebody who's not in the business. So that's quite an important thing.
2: Wade? Yeah so on top of that um, we'll also identify any staff that might be on a phased return to work um, where they're recovering from a period of absence and also maybe on a supported development plan we've identified they need some support with their teaching practice um, just because you know in terms of fairness and them being observed is probably not the right time for them. Um, so that's another thing we'll identify those staff. So like Julia said daily looking at those that are absent and making sure that everybody knows uh, about these absent staff.
1: Well, maybe someone who's new as well, um, particularly if they're new to teaching, uh, just making sure that the Ostead inspectors are aware of that so that they you know they're going to expect to see uh, someone still having a good relationship with the students in class, but maybe not quite the quality yet from that from that person who's, who's new to us.
2: Yeah, I think um, the rest of the things that we do, so that's kind of the the very different stuff. The rest of the things that we do should be happening on a day-to-day basis anyway. So we have a single central record, which records all of our reference DBS, prohibition check, right to work checks for uh, all of our staff. And we keep that up to date on a daily basis. And that's a document that we'll normally print Ready uh, in anticipation of offset coming in just obviously check there's no gaps for any new staff that might not have started yet um, and generally just you know making sure that that's okay ready for inspection because we will normally be asked to see that we certainly were during the pilot um, anything else you want to have there julie well
1: just that um our our single central record is online as part of our hr system so what went really well in the pilot was where our team leader Uh, Cat went through the Single Central Record online with the Ofsted Safeguarding Lead and was able to share with them the documents that were linked to each part of that Single Central Record and they really liked that because that was a really quick way of them seeing that we got the evidence for each of those checks. Whereas what they would historically see in other colleges perhaps is they'd see that list and ask for the evidence and someone would have to go away and get the paper evidence whereas ours is all uploaded. Um, so that went really well and it's something that we've been working on as a team quite hard so that was pleasing to see that that you know that, that they were pleased with that
2: yeah i think um other sort of daily things that are become you know particularly sort of heightened interest during in obviously our mandatory training is, is a key focus for us it always is um so just making sure that we can provide an up-to-date report on how we're looking Um, as an organization in terms of compliance with that so I know we chase a lot of managers and they get quite fed up with it but you know there is a reason behind that we want the staff to understand the content of this mandatory training that understand their roles and responsibilities and safeguarding and prevent and GDPR so we'll be like it's likely we'll be asked to uh, demonstrate how we're performing as an organization in terms of Uh, compliance for this mandatory training and an understanding of it and that's something we're really working on as well in enhancing not just the mandatory training but checking understanding Um, so there's some new training going out this month uh, some questionnaires associated with it just to check that staff understand and, and are happy with what they've read and what they're being questioned on in the mandatory training.
1: Yeah, I think, and that was an important thing that came out of the Ofsted pilot was that we've been very good at getting people to do the training, but what we weren't so good at was checking their understanding. So that's what Wade's just been talking about. So that... There's a quiz gone out this week that we're asking staff to do and it'll feel like, oh, another thing. But that's the reason we've done that is to check people's understanding. And then we've done some additional training sessions around GDPR and safeguarding to help people uh, with their understanding around that space to make sure that we're absolutely, um, you know, all of our staff absolutely know what to do in a safeguarding situation.
0: I think as well, what was quite nice actually, um, because I I did my quiz, you'll be pleased to pleased to hear. Great um, on the keeping children safe in education. And actually that worked really nicely as a kind of refreshing and embedding that content, so just solidifying what I'd read. Um and I think there were two things that I just had to double check by kind of re recapping and rereading. And actually that's that's kind of what we want, isn't it? Is that yeah. people engaging more than more than just that initial that initial moment of yeah, the
1: training. I've, I've read it because I've been told to rather than I read it because I I want to understand it and and make a difference absolutely
2: yeah Yeah. I think it's the first time we've ever gone out and tested knowledge on it so I think you know we're not going to staff to say you know you've failed this but what we'll do is understand if staff are struggling with the quiz then do we need to um, do we need to run some additional training or include them in the safeguarding training to help them to understand it because You know, it's it's quite a a really, really important document, Um, but the quiz isn't there, um, you know, as a test or anything awful like that. It's really just to understand those staff that might need some additional support and development to make sure they fully understand what our roles and responsibilities are in keeping children safe in education.
0: So that sounds like a great little... um kind of outcome from that pilot inspection in terms of uh, slight change or shift in processes. So I wonder if we could move on now just to talk a little bit about kind of during an Ofsted inspection. So you've kind of done all of your, your data gathering and, and all the stuff that you've just spoken about. So what happens with you guys during that inspection and kind of how can you support staff at what might be quite an anxiety inducing time for them?
1: So, so generally, um, we'll keep on going with the tracking of any absence to make sure that that's, that's up to date on a daily basis and any response that, you know, for an officer an inspector asks to see something, uh, we can often provide them with anonymised data around any employee relations issues that have been going on over the last year in terms of supporting people developing people, um, making sure that our new teachers have the support they need before they get in the classroom, that type of stuff. So we can evidence all of those things for them. Um, but in terms of supporting staff during this time, which can be an anxious time for some, you know, we've got lots of stuff on the HR SharePoint. So um, whether it's through Bennington or our employee assistance program, where people can do some online stress busting, um, some of the some top tips, in there as well or they might feel that they, they do want some proper counselling support so we can provide that too. Um, so those things are there all the time not just for Ofsted but are available on the wellbeing pages.
2: Yeah I think in, in addition to that obviously um, mental health first aiders as well Mel I believe you're one of those. I um, am indeed. <laughs> and so I know that some staff really like to have that immediate support if they just want to have a conversation with someone if they're really feeling you know pressured during certain periods. Um, But that's not just for Ofsted, you know, these these things are here for staff all year round. We're always looking at ways that we can support staff wellbeing. We constantly um, speak to staff, try and understand what initiatives our staff want. So some of the really good stuff that we've got now is counselling for staff. We've always had extending that into families. Um, We've got a 24-7 GP. I'd always encourage our staff to think about Benenden Healthcare I know we're coming away from the sort of theme we're talking about as pressure but you know it's, it's worth just mentioning Benenden because the staff that are really struggling to get access to NHS support for things like musculoskeletal problems Benenden are fantastic so yeah I just I just want to highlight this not just during the off period but this support is all year round and if any staff have got some views on things that we can do uh, or you know new ideas to support staff well-being we're, we're all ears and we're happy to listen to that Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you said that about Benenden Healthcare, actually, because in my mental health first aid role, I did actually signpost um, a member of staff to Benenden have a specific uh, mental health uh, hotline um, as well that staff can access via their Benenden healthcare numbers. So that's a kind of another avenue for people. I, I will just jump on, on the back of that as well and say that with the mental health first aiders, we do actually have a telephone tree on Teams. Um, so I know some staff in the past would have been used to going to Skype and typing mental health first aiders into the call bar um, and then having that telephone tree available to them. The same uh, the IT have set it up on uh, Microsoft Teams. So if anybody does want instant access to a mental health first aider, they can actually access that through the call feature on Teams as well. So you don't have to necessarily go directly. Um, to an individual from that team that's
1: great to hear and we've had had some new first aiders mental health first aiders training last week Hmm. Um, so we'll be adding them into our posters uh, and the tree as the phone tree as well um, so that uh, there's there are now more more people for people to touch bases if they want that support
0: and as I understand it as well from you guys just to put a kind of name to HR all of um, the there are business partners for specific departments, aren't there? Um, So there is somebody in HR that people can contact directly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But however, you can contact anybody. Um, You know, you can go to the HR help desk. You can contact anyone in the team. um, And if they're not able to help at the time because they've got something else going on, they'll soon uh, make sure that one of the other team members picks up and, and helps. So yeah you know that although there is a specific business partner it doesn't actually matter um, yeah. if you just contact somebody
0: so kind of what I'm hearing is basically during during an Ofsted visit or not during any time of your employment at Mid Kent College the the key thing is to to speak up speak out um, and have that conversation with somebody um, if you feel like you're struggling
1: yeah there's normally something we can do if we can't help we can signpost someone who can Absolutely.
0: Fantastic. Wade, is there anything else you wanted to add on that kind of during an inspection topic?
2: Uh, No, not particularly. I think just I'd just like to sort of stretch on the point you made there about um, contacting any of the teams. So yes, we do have business partners who support specific areas. Um, But I think just to let everybody know sort of the business partners are myself, Catherine Ockleford and Shireen um, and it doesn't matter who your business partner is if you want to talk to one of us please you know come into our office at Medway or Maidstone or just make contact with us and it doesn't matter if it's the right or wrong business partner we're happy to either signpost to support anybody
0: fantastic okay so we've we've covered a little bit of support for during an inspection um was there any kind of learnings this is a put you on the spot question because we didn't talk about this um but was there any learning that took place from the pilot inspection around that like during the inspection period was there anything that kind of came up for you guys that you noticed or reflected back on
1: one of the biggest things we have we have talked about already and that was the ensuring that people understand the training that was um, so, and we've already talked about the changes we've made for that. Um, I think the fact that they liked the way that we managed our single central record was important to us because that sort of um, underlined that we were doing the right thing and that was the right way to go so um, that was reassuring for us that 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 was you know that was working i don't know if there's anything else wade was there no i
2: don't think so i think i think just to echo that point about single central record they you know the feedback was really positive on that which is really important um but i think the learning was as you say julia it's a it's demonstrating that we we help our staff understand the mandatory because you know mandatory is a very specific way of learning and testing your knowledge on a you know on a subject but what we really want to do is for those that don't that that way of learning isn't for them is to have those uh, interactive small sessions um, whether it be with emma or hazel if it's gdpr but also what we're, what we're aiming to do is asking the staff before they attend and feeding this back to the person delivering the session what did you struggle with what do you struggle with um because we want to try and expand the ways in which staff understand and and um, are trained in our safeguarding processes and our safeguarding responsibilities because everybody will take on that knowledge in a different way. So over the previous years we've mostly done it through Mantry. I know obviously of course there's all college updates etc but to have something a bit more bespoke with smaller groups I think is really really useful and I'm, I, you know with I think our first cohort is, is possibly this week so um yeah, I'm really pleased that that's, yeah. uh, that's now we've been planning on that for the summer and now it's rolling out that programme
1: yeah e-learning's just not for everybody um, we've been very guilty of saying here's a whole bunch of e-learning get on and do it and that just doesn't work for everybody yeah um, so it's how we can adapt the learning that we, I mean it's an easy thing because you just put someone in front of a computer and then you got a big tick that they've done the training but it doesn't actually do anything other than that and I'm not sure how much of that training people take in um, uh, or remember Um, it can be very torturous I mean I've just recently done a couple of refreshes myself and it you know it's not the most engaging some of it so it's how we really make that engaging for people and we adapt it to fit how they want to learn rather than just sending out some e-learning packages
0: yeah fantastic um okay brilliant we're going to move on now to kind of post-ofsted or normal normal practice for us across our, our daily lives at college. So is there any kind of other support or HR functions um, that you feel staff should kind of know about or you want to talk about now? Um, just to kind of highlight that for our staff whilst we're together.
1: I think something that's really important, because um, we've got all the stuff on the SharePoint that we've discussed already, but our wellbeing policy. It's very robust. It, help us, it helped us us to go from a bronze to a gold. We skipped silver, straight to gold on their um, Healthy Workplace Awards in Kent and Medway. And that wellbeing policy, we're adding to it all the time. And there's stuff in there that can help staff and their families. Um, it can advise on um, additional um you know, time that you might need to take away from the business or support that you might need. And I think that's a really important policy for staff to uh, keep in the back pocket, but don't print it off, use it online. Well, <laughs> not, just, not just saving paper, but also it does get updated quite a lot. Right. So, you know, keep keep the live version on your screen with a, with a quick link, but yeah, that's that's an important thing for me, for staff to know about.
0: And where can they find that, Julia?
1: So that is in the HR SharePoint and it's uh, there's a massive tile on in their policies and it's one of the policies listed. It's in, listed in AFBESC, Florida. So you just whiz down to the bottom with the well-being policy and it's there.
0: Fantastic. Wade, is there anything you want to kind of update staff on?
2: No, I think um, all, all I would say is sort of uh, in addition to that is that you know, if you don't want to look through the policies, you can't find it, please just say. Um, but the wellbeing policy is, is robust and like Julie says, we're constantly adding to it. But there's also things that we can do in terms of um, other sides of staff wellbeing. So looking at other aspects, you know, if someone has a, a requirement to look at working flexibly or needs some time off for for an, a range of different reasons, um, just have that conversation with us in the first place and we can point in the right direction and. Uh, you know, look to support staff in in other ways than um, than we've spoken about already today.
1: There is there is other thing I, I would just say that uh, we've got a recognition policy, and um, this recognition policy is for any staff to recognise any other staff. So it doesn't have to be managers that use this. Uh, again, if you go to the HR SharePoint, you can fill out the online form to recognise one of your colleagues, um, and then that goes through to the exec team. Who will then, and you can say in that what you, how you'd like them to be recognised as well. So it might be a voucher, it might be lunch, it could be a letter from the principal, um, and you can say what you'd like in the way of that recognition to be. And then exec will just discuss those that at their meetings, um, and then those recognitions go out, and that just is a really nice way of thanking a colleague for something they've done.
0: Well, oh, that's so nice. I didn't know about that. Um, so that's on the HR SharePoint site as well as it a tile. Yeah, oh, fantastic, so it's we in curriculum we're always talking about the fact that on Pro Monitor we only ever put negative things on for our students and we never use the commendation button and um, so that's like a, a kind of staff version of that, we need to start recognizing recognizing each other for all the amazing work that goes on in the college and quite often kind of unspoken and unsaid. Yeah
1: fantastic. we don't have to wait for the annual staff awards, we can do this, this is a monthly thing so people can nominate at any point.
0: Fabulous. I might have a look at that later on. Um, I am aware that we have fairly recently um, had a new member of the learning and development team join us. So I don't know if now would be a good time to kind of introduce that function because obviously as an advanced practitioner team, we had taken on some of those learning and development areas. So kind of making that distinction for us this year back to APs are purely teaching, learning and assessment um, and L&D is
1: so John Fillingham joined us uh, a few weeks ago now, actually. But John's um, very much involved in the LND across the college, working collaboratively with yourselves, the uh, advanced practitioners. Mal, but but focusing on on general uh, learning and development across the college. Um, so do drop John a line. He's certainly a character. So um, and it is you know he loves meeting people. So um, we'd be happy for anyone to drop a line
0: fantastic okay wade any closing comments
2: no nothing else from me, Mel. i think we've very quickly covered um what seems like quite a quite a yeah. big <laughs> chunk of stuff for us in ofsted um but you know fortunately for us a lot of it's the practice we try and do day to day it's about you know vetting compliance uh, qualifications those kinds of things um but yeah just um Just this is really useful for us to let staff know about some of the other stuff that, you know, like you did know about the recognition policy um, and just getting our names out there for for staff to make contact with us.
0: Yeah, I think that's a key thing for me to take away from this is about making sure that staff know that you know, HR isn't this scary place. There are people behind that HR name and just making contact and starting a conversation um, could be the best thing that that some people in the organisation will do and it's not scary. You're lovely.
1: We are really (laughs) lovely.
0: (laughs) okay um thank you very much for joining me both and thank Thank you you. everybody at mid-kent for listening to another um episode of our podcast series reflecting on the pilot inspection um and i will see you all next time thanks guys
1: thanks then bye